With my dividend strategy, I focus on creating a passive income stream that will build me wealth that will eventually lead to financial freedom. Now the big dogs like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, they build their wealth in their holding company. So Bill Gates has Cascade Investments and Warren Buffett has Berkshire Hathaway. But everyday regular investors like you and myself, we can build up our wealth in our regular investment accounts. So let's take a step back. Let's look at what a dividend paying stock actually is. When you take a step back, the bigger picture is that whenever you buy a dividend paying stock, you're buying an asset that has the potential to go up in value. But while you're holding on to it, it constantly pays you an income on a frequent basis, usually quarterly. The goal then is to keep buying these assets that keep paying you an income in the form of a dividend until you are able to live off that income, of those dividends. The last step is that you're going to be able, once you've built up this wealth, you're going to be able to pass it down to your family or next of kin, creating generational wealth. So in order to build all this wealth, which you are then able to pass down, you do need to look at analyzing companies that are trading on the stock market. Now, not all dividend paying companies are worth investing in. That's why one of the criteria that I've always had is that any dividend paying company that I look at needs to have been paying a increasing dividend for at least 10 years. Even better is looking at what this company paid as a dividend during a financial crisis, so a stock market crash. Usually when the stock market crashes, some of these companies, they might cut their dividend or they might even cancel their dividend. I don't like investing in those types of companies and those types of dividend paying companies. There are dividend paying companies that even during a financial crisis, they still pay an increasing dividend. Two of those companies that come to mind are Pepsi and Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has paid an increasing dividend since 1963, around 1963. And Pepsi has paid there since 1973. So think about that large of a time frame and what has happened in the stock market. All the ups and downs, all the crashes. Even during the, the dot-com crash and during the um, housing market crash, Pepsi and Coke still were able to pay an increasing dividend. Now Coke and Pepsi, of course, are not the only two high-quality dividend-paying companies. We will look at a long list of other high-quality dividend-paying companies that qualify for my criteria. But let's bring it back and let's look at actionable steps for your dividend strategy. What you want to do is find high-quality dividend-paying companies. Second, put them on your watch list. Third, buy them when they're selling at a discount. And fourth, manage your portfolio, your dividend income portfolio. So, of course, whenever you buy them, they go in your portfolio, but you still need to manage them because not because a dividend paying company is a high quality today does it mean that it will be one in the future. For example, this year I had to sell my shares in Disney because Disney decided to cancel their dividend. Because of the global pandemic situation that we're in, Disney had to close their parks, which ended up hurting their bottom line and they had to decide to cancel the dividend. With the asset not paying a dividend anymore, the asset being the Disney stock, I'm not gonna hold on to it. Now, where do you actually find these dividend paying companies to add to your watch list and to your portfolio? 
there's three ways that I do it. Either by looking at products that you use on a daily basis and seeing if those companies give a dividend to their shareholders. Number two is to look at stock screeners. And number three is the holy grail of dividend paying companies, a list of dividend paying companies, which is David Fish's Dividend Champions Excel spreadsheet. Unfortunately for us, David Fish passed away, but his system is still updated on a monthly basis. We looked at how you can find dividend paying companies by looking at a stock screener or using a stock screener and also using David Fish's Excel spreadsheet. Of course, there's other techniques that you can use like the dogs of the Dow, looking at the dividend champions list or even the dividend aristocrats list. The next step is to buy these dividend paying companies when they're trading at a discount. You never want to pay for an overpriced stock. Now, how can you decide if a stock is actually overpriced or trading at a discount? Let me give you an example and then I'll tie it in to a financial or a stock market metric that we use to decide if a stock is overpriced or not. There's a group of entrepreneurial teens and they've set up their own lemonade business. Their lemonade business is so profitable that they are generating $100,000 in profit each year. So if you take their sales and you take out their expenses, what ends up is their net income or their earnings, which is their profit of $100,000. Now, they've been able to generate $100,000 per year for a couple of years, and they got tired of their, this business and they want to move on to something else. They are really entrepreneurial, so they want to try their hands in different businesses. They decide to sell this business to you. If money was not an issue, how much would you pay for this business? So keep in mind, this business constantly generates 100k in profit every year. If money was not an issue, how much would you pay for this business? So one way and also my favorite way to decide how much you should pay for this business is to think about how fast you can get your invested money back. So if this business makes 100k, let's say you are able to negotiate and buy this business for 100k you would get your initial investment back within a year and everything after yield one would be a pure profit. Now, if you paid 200,000 for this business, it would take two years for you to get your initial investment back and then everything after year two is total profit. The benefit of this is that once you get your initial investment back, you own the business and you can take your initial investment and invest it in a different company. So let's say these entrepreneurs come up to me and they want to sell their lemonade business for a hundred million. Keep in mind it only generates a hundred thousand, but they want a hundred million for their business. I'm not going to buy it because it's going to take me a thousand years to get my investment back. People don't even live that long. So there needs to be a balance. After some negotiations with the entrepreneurs, they decide to sell their business to me for $1 million. That means that I will get my investment back in 10 years. So to say it another way, I paid 10 times the profit, the earnings, or the net income of the company. The company is generating 100K and I paid that times 10, 1 million. On the stock market, there's a specific metric that we use, which is called the PE ratio, the price to earnings ratio, or price divided by earnings. If you think about the company, the lemonade company that I bought, 
the price was 1 million and the earnings was 100k. But if you look at a stock such as Coca-Cola, their price is $51 and their earnings, which is net income per share, was $2.12. Take the price, which is $51 divided by 2.12 is 24. So you're willing to pay 24 times the earnings of the company. Now, when it comes to buying these dividend paying companies at a discount, I'm looking for a PE ratio of 20 or less and 15 or less is even better. The last step is to grow your dividend income portfolio by constantly buying these high quality dividend paying companies that you have on your watch list at a discount. And then you only sell companies that either cut their dividends or cancel their dividends. Thank you for listening to my podcast on stock market investing. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, which you can find by searching my name, Giovanni Richters. Also, be sure to check out my books and audiobooks on stock market investing. I'll catch you in the next episode.